fantasies, pulsing swells, them who knows them, seven tales, on distant reefs, on fatal shores, heroes and heroines from days of yore, they live on the fringes, pack mondo cones, orbs of mortal conequence, pulverizing bones, adventures and nightmares for young and old. These are the greatest stories never Inside the false reality of the surf town, an investigation into the value system at the heart of every surf town. I'm front and centre in a suitably ad hoc warehouse space on the northern beaches of Sydney as the hotly anticipated Vulcan blockbuster BS prepares to make its Australian premiere. As I wait for the lights to dim, and the film to begin, a torrent of verbal abuse begins sailing over my head and slamming into the back of it. It's a real gobful, fighting words by my metric, and I cringe for the guy who's copying it. Oh, it's me. I turn around to find a pint-sized North Narrabeen pro surfer hurling obscenities at the back of my skull. Hey, he says sarcastically, When I turned to face him, it appears I was obstructing his view, which wasn't hard to do given he stood around five and a half feet tall. Rather than politely ask me to move, he opted to publicly humiliate me. I was shocked, not least because at six feet and one inch tall, with a six inch zipper running up the side of my shaved skull, a clearly broken nose and two titanium plates holding my jaw together, invisible I admit. I didn't feel like I was the kind of person who should be talked to like that unless you wanted an altercation. This minor social infraction didn't seem worth spilling blood over. That said, in the generally agitated state I existed in during those years, I could see no other recourse. As the seconds ticked by and my well-trained eyes and nose digested all the available stimuli, it was clear this young pro had neither the aptitude nor the appetite for violence. So what could possibly have motivated this bizarre and radical show of disrespect? Barring some invisible force descending from the heavens, I was about to punch the piss out of him. I leaned in, grinning wildly, giving him a good look at my crooked nose. What are you going to do about it, cunt? I'll let the stare hang long enough to mull over the consequences. The film was moments away, and I'd been hanging to see it. Plus, I'd only been in the job at Stab Magazine for a few months. I pushed him in the chest and walked on as he and his two mates continued to jeer. With the film over, I stood against the wall of the warehouse and chatted with one of the film's stars, pro surfer Mitch Colborne. Unbelievably, the abusive young pro sidled up to me, weaseling for an introduction. I assumed he'd been tipped off about my role in the surf media. Hey Jed, have you met... Name redacted, Mitch asked me as the abusive young pro smiled and extended his hand in a formal greeting. I was flummoxed. 
What parallel universe had I stumbled into? Growing up in an inner-city community, albeit one of a beach, this was not done. In the world I came from, everything was as it seemed. Your friends were your friends, and your enemies wanted to cave your fucking skull in. You either kept your distance, or there would be violence. Everyone knew the rules. Interactions like this did not happen. <clears throat> I was getting my first taste of the disorientating false reality of the surf town. The surf town runs on a unique social matrix. Certain people are awarded certain privileges on the basis of little more than surfing prowess. An individual's ability to throw certain body shapes on water somehow translates into respect, admiration and differential treatment on land. I never got it. There were pro surfers in the community I was from, but they were not special. At least no more than the guy bombing trains with his spray can, the guy doing ram raids for laptops, the park football hero, the amateur boxer, the musician, or the guy who shoved ecstasy pills up his ass in crowded parties for everyone's amusement. Surfing ability was largely irrelevant in the world I came from. In that world, surfing accounted for but a small pixel of the grand mosaic of life. In the surf town, surfing is the big picture and nothing else matters. The surf town is a very modern phenomenon. As surfing has exploded in popularity, entire towns, economies and an entire social hierarchy have developed off the simple act of riding waves. If you ride waves well, you're at the top of this social hierarchy. If you don't, you're at the bottom. Those at the top, as with all social hierarchies, are deemed more valuable. They get unconditional respect. Their opinions carry more weight. Their voice is listened to more. Their presence creates energy and adulation among their peers. Their mastery of surfing is also assumed by those lower down the social hierarchy, as well as by themselves, to translate to success in other fields of life. This is ridiculous, of course. Surfing ability has no correlation to success or happiness in life. The quality of someone's cutback or their bravery in waves of consequence is not an indicator of their ability to raise a family, find contentment, help their community, avoid the pitfalls of addiction and mental illness, and so on. The false reality of the surf town can have real and dangerous consequences, as the pro at the Vulcan film premiere almost found out. It's easy to lose your bearings in a world full of yes men and yes women, and those at the top of the pile can be tricked into thinking they're doing better than they are, that their ability in the surf, their command of waves, and their stature in the lineup is an indicator of success and happiness in life. It's not. Yet it's almost impossible not to buy into the false reality of the surf town. If everyone around you believes in it, whether consciously or not, the weight of conventional wisdom makes it the reality. Those born in a surf town know nothing else than this reality. Those who migrated to the surf town did so because the culture and lifestyle appealed to them. Simply by existing in a surf town, you have been placed somewhere in this social hierarchy, whether you like it or not. Even those who don't surf are just as easily intoxicated by the projection of success, respect, adoration and social standing onto those who surf well. 
In the 20 years I've been surfing and more than a decade I've been a surf journalist, I've witnessed this dynamic at play in surf towns the world over. Byron Bay, Bali, Coolangatta, San Clemente, Oahu and Jeffreys Bay, just to name a few. I've played my part in the false reality many times. I've been an unconscious fanboy in my younger years and I've also deliberately fluffed up the egos of high-profile pro surfers or let bad behavior go unchecked because I knew my lowly position in the social hierarchy made me vulnerable and expendable. Many will reject the idea that they play a part in generating this false reality. They will consider themselves individuals, unaffected by idiotic cultural norms. But ask yourself, have you ever been more excited by the presence of a professional surfer, former professional surfer, or underground talent in your social circle than a beginner or intermediate surfer? Has someone's surfing ability determined in any way, shape, or form the way you interacted with them? Have you noticed that surfers with far superior ability to you are burdened by your presence or incapable of giving you the same energy and warmth they give surfers of similar or better ability to themselves? How many times have you said the words, insert pro surfer's name here, is such a legend because they treated you with the same respect everyone deserves? There is a name for the phenomenon at the core of the surf town's social hierarchy. It's called ego validation or external validation. External validation means you have tied your self-worth to the approval of others, in particular those further up the social hierarchy you exist within. External validation is the rot at the root of celebrity culture. Surf culture was once the preserve of free-spirited renegades on the run from the crushing idiocy of consumerism, colonialism, classism, capitalism, and war. Now it has its own class system. In nearly every way it resembles the feudal system of yore, complete with surf kings and queens, pro and former pro surfers, princes and princesses, pro junior surfers, aristocrats, former sponsored surfers, and peasants, everyday hobbyists. <clears throat> like their feudal counterparts, most surf kings were born into a position of power and influence. They grew up in a surf town, often as the son or daughter of a professional or very talented surfer. The peasant is not part of this bloodline. He, and it's mostly he, or she, is not an intergenerational landowner in a surf town. He or she is just beginning their journey through surfing social hierarchy, and thus they exist at the bottom of it. As more surfers come into the fold, their position in the social hierarchy will improve as the class of beginners beneath them grows. Within a generation or two, their children may even be a surf king or queen. Social hierarchies are not unique to surfing. They exist throughout the human and animal kingdoms. They create order out of the chaos of existence and, depending on the values the social hierarchy is defined by, can be a powerful force for good. Say, for example, if your standing in the social hierarchy was determined by kindness, generosity, resilience and love. Unfortunately, this is seldom the case. Too often the social hierarchies developed by humans devolve into a race for the bottom, the winner decided by their propensity for greed, power, dominance, violence, ego validation, ego worship, 
and hate. Modern surf culture, in its pure beginnings, or the myth of them, represented a bulwark to this toxic social order. It was a counterculture that rejected the egomania and entitlement of the patriarchal colonial power structure for the sake of communing with nature, with friends, and relishing in the joy of zany self-expression. It can still be this, but mostly it's not. Somewhere along the way, conventions were imposed, classes created, and our innocence was lost.